Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today as we look a little further into the final chapter of 1 Peter chapter 5, and it will be on our fifth broadcast in this fifth chapter, and we'll be reading verse number 10 today and making some comments there. Uh, Peter is getting into his conclusion, his uh, finality, uh, uh, his uh, finale, rather, of the uh, chapter of the letter, and uh, so we'll be transitioning quickly into 2 Peter after another broadcast or two, but I'm so glad you joined me for today. I hope you're having a great day today, and wherever you are, know this, God knows all about it, and God is concerned with you, and I'm glad you're concerned with him. That's why you're tuned in to a radio station like this, and I'm praying God will speak to your heart in a very evident, obvious, powerful, and personal way today, and I believe that he will. If you've missed any of these broadcasts, let me put a plug in quickly. You can find Striving for Revival wherever you find your podcasts. And if you'll subscribe to the podcast, of course, that's free, but it enables you to listen to prior studies, and you can go back and replay and look and take notes, and it'll just help you, I believe, uh, if you want to stay up to date with us and on track. I know you're busy, just like uh, we all are, and you might miss one of these from day to time to time, day by day. And if so, get the podcast. You can listen to that while you go to the gym, while you're at work, wherever you go down the, down the road in your car, you can listen, and uh, I pray God will use it in your life. Let me give you this verse, and then I'll make an application that I think will be a help to us. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that ye have suffered a while... Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Now, I'm not sure. I might get two broadcasts out of this one verse because there's so much to unpack, as they say, in it. But if you think about context, the overall context of First Peter, of course, is suffering, suffering. And Jesus is our example of suffering. And here in this fifth chapter, the Bible we just read gave us a couple of verses about casting our care. So there it tells us that our life is going to be a life that is filled with worry and care. It just happens. But we can cast our care upon the Lord, verse 7, because he cares for us. Following that is verse 8 and 9 that tells us not only do we have care, but we have conflict. That's right. We have a devil, an adversary that wants to destroy our life. He wants to shipwreck us. He hates us. And he walks about like a roaring lion. He's a lion that's looking to devour, to destroy to bring a devastation, if you will, into your life. And because of that, we're commanded in verse 9 to resist him steadfast in the faith. That means we have to know our Bible. We have to stand upon the Word of God, and we resist him. And so we have these things kind of all balling up. Life is full of suffering. Life is full of care. And on top of just the natural things in life that cause us trouble, we have a devil that wants to destroy our life. But I love how verse 10 begins. Verse 10 begins by reintroducing us to God, who he is, his name, an attribute of who he is. 
And Peter says, now I've told you you're going to suffer. I told you you're going to have some cares. I told you there's a devil, but the God of all grace. That's a good title, is it not? Here's who your God is. Your world is full of suffering, but God is full of grace. Your world is full of sin, but your God is full of grace. Your world is full of Satan, but the God you serve is God uh, full of grace. And he doesn't just have partial grace. He doesn't just have a supply of grace. He is grace, and all grace belongs to him. Him. And whatever you need, wherever you're at, whatever the calling, God can answer with his amazing grace. It's interesting if you take the time to study your Bible, how the New Testament specifically describes our God. Now, you might be in need of something today, and I'll tell you this, that's why Jesus is Alpha and Omega. He's everything you need, first and the last, from everlasting to everlasting God. Whatever you stand in need of, you find what you need of in the Lord Jesus Christ. But let me give you some names. In the New Testament, God will go to Romans chapter. I'm going to turn my Bible. So if it takes me a moment, uh, that's because I'm literally right now turning in my Bible to the book of Romans. We're going to give you some names in the New Testament for God. Romans 15 and verse number 5. Let me get the verse uh, number 5, chapter 15. It says this. Now the God of, and here's the word. Not It doesn't say grace here, but it says now the God of patience and consolation. So we find our God in the New Testament is the God of grace. Thank God for that. We'll talk about that here in a minute more. But Paul said he's the God of patience, and he's the God of consolation. He said he's the God of patience and the God of uh, consolation. So he'll grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. So the God we serve is a God of patience. He's a God that can help us persevere through our problems. He's a God that can give us faith to wait upon the Lord so that we can renew our strength. He's the God of patience and consolation. That means we get some comfort. That means we get some uh, benefit, some blessing in the waiting, if you will, in the patience that our God can give us. Peter says he's the God of grace. Paul said he's the God of patience and consolation. Not only that, we can take our Bible, 2 Corinthians. Uh, let's see. No, let's go stay in Romans chapter 15. There's another one here, verse number 13. He's the, oh, this is good. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of of the Holy Ghost. So who's our God? Peter said, well, you got suffering, you got sin, you got Satan, you got sorrow, but you got grace because your God's the God of all grace. Paul said, not only that, Peter, let me tell you what else. He's the God of hope and consolation. And then he comes in and says, he's also in the same chapter of the hope, the God of, or the, the God of hope. He's the God of hope. He gives us hope. This world is looking for hope. They can't find it where they're looking. They're looking for hope in a stock market, a politician, or some kind of substance. You only find hope in Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. We look unto him. He's the source of hope, the wellspring of hope. Not a whimsical wish on something that might or might not happen, but a confident expectation that what he said always comes to pass. It might not happen today. It might not take place tomorrow. But if he said it, it's going to happen because God always keeps his word. And we can abound in hope. How? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. So he's the God of grace, the God of patience, the God of consolation. He's the God of hope. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to take my Bible and turn there while you maybe are doing it with me. 2 Corinthians. All right, let's get there. Chapter number 13. All right, verse number 11. Well, who's God? Who is he? Well, finally, brethren, farewell, Paul says. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. 
So who's your God? Yeah, there's sorrow, suffering, Satan, sin, all these things, but your God's the God of grace. Your God is the God of patience. Your God is the God of consolation. Your God is the God of hope. Your God is the God of love. I'm glad for that. I'm glad our God loves us. Thank God for it. I'm glad he's a God that loves those that are unlovable. Greater love hath no man than this, and a man laid down his life for his friends. But God didn't just love us at Calvary. He loves us consistently. He loves us constantly. He loves us completely. A love unlike another. He doesn't hold our flaws against us. He, he thank God, will forgive us of our sin, cleanse us, and he'll love us. What else is he? Not only that, but we can take our Bible and we can go to uh, Hebrews 13, 20, and it says he's the God of holiness. Let's go to Hebrews 13, and that's a little bit closer to 1 Peter there if you're in your Bible. So Hebrews chapter number 13, I'm turning there quickly. All right, Hebrews 13, verse number 20. Let me give you the verse. Here's what it says. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. I'm glad he's the God of peace. What kind of peace? Peace with God, the peace of God. That's who he is. And the Bible said he's now the God of all grace. I like that. You ought to circle that word all if you mark things in your Bible. That means, like the song said, grace for every need. Grace for you, grace for me, uh, grace, I can't remember, abundant grace, free, whatever the song said, it's grace for every need. Grace, thank God for his grace. Amazing. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds my sin and my guilt. Thank God for grace. You know, Peter's telling these people, he said, you're going to have to cast your care upon the Lord. Jesus cares for you, and you're going to have care, but he'll take care of it. You're going to have to be sober and be vigilant. Why? There's a devil, and he wants to destroy and devour and devastate your life. You're going to have to resist him steadfast. But, hey, don't you worry about it. You can do it, and here's why. Because of who your God is. The sufficiency is never in the saint. The sufficiency is always in the Savior. The ability is never in the man. It's always in the master. The potential to get victory is never lies within the person. It always lies within the God of the person. The God that we serve is the God of hope, the God of love, the God of peace, the God of cons consolation. Thank God he's the God of all grace. Wherever you are today, you can make it. You can see it through to the other side. You don't have to drop uh, down in the valley and stay there until you die. No, you don't have to get in the loser's bracket. You can make it through. You can sail the stormy sea. You can walk the rough pathway because of God, who is the God of all grace. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.